welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We apologize for the slight delay in our start time, but it's season two of the Unwritten Rule. We have started the second semester of our respective schools, or school, I guess. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be back in the studio with my guys, Peyton Haverman, Kenny Van Doren. How we doing, guys? How was your breaks? Awesome. There's new headsets in the <laughs> studio, which is Payne's awesome. excited about the I new headsets. I don't have to untangle it every show. It's great. Kenny, how was your break? Congrats, Payton. Yeah, nice on. microphone. Can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta, you know. What? I can't hear him at all. Can you hear me? No, I can't. Can you hear me, Jack? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well. This headset is just stupid, then. Season 2 actually started um, last week. Because we did it remotely. Yeah, we could hear you for maybe half the time. That's true. His Zoom was, his Kenny's Zoom was bugging. But before we dive into the first episode of season two, we need to introduce our special guest for the episode. And that is, of course... The whole episode. The whole episode. The whole episode. Yep. It's Luke Magnanti. Luke, how you doing? Uh... I'm 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 good. I, I am. <laughs> Don't sound so awkward. I'm I'm special guest. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah. No. I'm good. I'm I'm happy to be on. Me and the bot have kind of gotten a relationship over Twitter um, over the last month and a half. So. Right. Me and the bot are. He stinks, doesn't he? Me and the bot. <laughs> no, don't talk about the bot like that. Me and the bot are homies. Okay. I paid three hundred dollars for that bot, so y'all better like it. <laughs> we don't. I mean, it would be an expensive bot if it. If it, it's you literally know, considering like it's very creative like in its human. tweets. Yeah, it's almost like someone it's is not running like a, it. Yeah, it's not like a bot in the in the sense of, I don't know, other botness. But anyway, um, we're gonna dive right into it because we got a we got a full slate of sports to talk about. We're gonna start in the NBA, guys. Um, Kenny, I'm gonna start over with you with a trade. The Rockets made another deal. They gave up an unprotective second round pick for. We'll just say prospect Kevin Porter Jr. What did you What did you think of that? Did you want to discuss that a bit? Discuss. Um, I do not know that much about Kevin Porter Jr. coming into this trade. I know he's had personal issues recently within the locker room. He threw food at the. Oh, my mic isn't working. I told Is you. Is it off? I don't know. It's just not working. Hmm. Well. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to throw it. Um, yeah, so it. I don't really know that <laughs> much about Kevin Porter Jr. coming into this trade. I know he's had some personal issues with the um, coaching staff. He threw food at the coach. Oh dear! In yes. the locker room. Um, but the what is it with Cavs coaches and having food thrown at them? J.R. Smith threw soup at an assistant coach. That's true. And now Kevin Porter is throwing things at the current coaching staff. Great shout! Cleveland's great. What number did J.R. Smith wear in Cleveland? Two, right? Two? No. Five? 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 Five! Ah, dang. I thought they could have the same Five number. Five times. close. Um, but he was traded for a second-round pick that is protected. Which um, is ridiculous. So the pick could honestly never happen for the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So it's basically Kevin Porter Jr. for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a little bit about Kevin Porter Jr., um, you know, he was generally seen as a steal. He was seen as a potential top 15 pick last year, fell all the way to 30, 30 um, from USC. Two uh, songs. Honestly, 
I don't. I think what he's just acting really childish in this whole situation, in my opinion. Um, but for the Rockets, this could be a. Uh, I'm not gonna say he can fill in for James Harden, but I'm saying he could be a player that can you can help build your future off of. Yeah, this all started because they gave him they gave his locker to Tarian Prince, right? Yeah, the, and guy, like he moved, the guy that has moved his locker. The greatest NCAA basketball quote of all time. Yeah. How, how to get a rebound. Describing rebounding. Yes. I've heard this. But, <laughs> yeah, Michael coming. Porter Jr. somehow... Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter. Sorry. It's okay. Oh, Mizzou. Anyways. He's not related to Michael Porter Jr. Yes. Yeah, by the way. Uh, but Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, somehow turned, oh, my locker got moved into this is modern-day slavery. I forget the whole argument, but that was said. So the Cavaliers basically had no leverage in any type of trade that they were going to make. Um, and honestly, since the Rockets are pretty much full in on the, let's just, we're kind of just punting this year, getting a younger player like Kevin Porter Jr., who I guess a lot of Cavs fans did like, I don't know enough about him to make a judgment on whether he was good or not. But, I mean, it makes sense for the Rockets. Yeah, I think it's a good, a good acquisition of a prospect. We'll move on to our... You know, second kind of story, which is a game that took place, I think, earlier this week um, between the now united big three of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, we talked a little bit about that James Harden trade on our last show. Um, playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who Kevin Porter Jr. just left and lost. Um, Colin Sexton of the, of the Cavs dropped 42. Kevin Durant had 38 of his own. But, uh, you know, guys, what did you what did you think of the first uh, appearance of the Nets trio is it legit you know they lost they took it to two overtimes and Con Sexton what a prospect uh, sometimes it's just it takes just one player taking over a game to beat you I guess and that was just kind of what happened to the Nets uh, Colin Sexton uh, as it says in the script here Hey, no, 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 that's my, oh my gosh, that's shoes. my joke, my joke. Okay, I'm not allowed to say <laughs> My it. joke. But Colin Sexton, uh, uh, him and Darius Garland, I know, I'm not, a, I can't say their na- name on air. But um, you can draw your own conclusions about what it is. But uh, I know a lot of people are high on it. Uh, Colin Sexton's been great all year when he's actually, actually played. I got the joke. Yes, I would hope you did. But yeah, I caught. I don't think this is like in any way indicative of what's gonna what yeah. the Nets trio is gonna be. Um, it's just it was one player taking over, essentially. Yeah, you you can like compare it to like the is it the 2017 Warriors that won 73 games. Yeah, there's always gonna be that one game that you know they shouldn't have lost. They lost. You know the Cavs aren't the worst team in the East anymore, uh, like the last two years, but. Um, there's always that one team, the 2017 Warriors lost to the Lakers, who at the time were a bottom feeder in the West. And so this happens every once in a while. You know, they had two, you know, all-star, or three all-stars, two MVPs in that starting five. And uh, it doesn't look great, but, you know, Colin Sexton, here's my joke, he uh, took Kyrie's number and his shoes and balled out because Kyrie was number two with the Cavs, and he wears Kyrie's. That's a great joke. Um, over Domer. Th- other than that. Unwritten um, Domer. I'm talking. <laughs> okay, you interrupted uh, Colin me Sexton when is I was honestly the future of the Cavs. He's averaging 27 points a game, two uh, two rebounds and about four assists. Um, there's not that much else to really say about this game. It was just an interesting thing to see that the three, the big three, lost to the Cavs. Yeah, 
Yeah, Still I mean, can, yeah. looking at Colin Sexton, you, you mentioned 27 points a game. Uh, in that game, in overtime, he scored 20 straight points for the Cavs. Anytime someone scores 20 straight points in two overtime periods, that's not going to help the other team playing. Uh, if I remember correctly, the big three for Brooklyn did put up, they all put up like 20 points that game, right? I'm not, I'm not yes. looking at the stats. Yeah, Harden they, had a triple-double with 21 points, and then... Kyrie had 37 and Durant had 38, I believe. I mean, I'm not I'm not too worried about the stars of Brooklyn. I'm more worried about how the bench players can play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but if, if Brooklyn keeps playing like that where the stars play the same way, they're on a potential to win that trade. And by saying that, I mean the only way they win the trade is winning the title. Yeah, I agree, Luke. I think the depth was the, the big question mark. When that trade happened, it, I think, decreased an awful lot when they, when they got rid of Jared Allen, when they got rid of Karis LeVert. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting Torian to see. Torian Prince. And Torian Prince. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, this game did go to double overtime, so those stats for the Nets' big three might be a little inflated just because they had more minutes. But um, yeah, Brooklyn is uh, currently you know fifth in the East, nine and seven, still in a playoff spot. It is obviously still quite early. The other two teams are going to talk about when it comes to playoff spots. The Lakers, which we, you know, kind of expected running it back, you know, with arguably a better team than they had last year, and first in the West at 11 and four. Um, Jazz and Clippers not far behind them, or sorry, the Lakers are 12 and four. Jazz and Clippers not far behind them at 11 and four. Um, but the 76ers guys are 10 and five and on top of the East in the NBA. Um, you know, what have you guys seen from them? Uh, they've won their they've won their last four games in a row. You know, is is uh, is Joel Embiid an MVP candidate? Is Ben Simmons, you know, perhaps not the just three point misser that we all know him as? What do you make of uh, what do you make of that situation in the East with the Sixers? Um, the East is kind of an interesting scenario. Um, but honestly, looking at it, you know, the Celtics are a great team. The Bucks are a great team. The Bucks, you know, went all in this off season, and you can talk more about that, Jack. What you think about? how the Bucks will, you know, finish in the end. There's only one game behind the 76ers. Um, the 76ers were pushing for James Harden, and, like, looking at it now, they wouldn't have um, Ben Simmons on their team. Would this still be a number one team in the East? You know, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the Celtics are a contender. I think the main three right now are going to be, like, coming down to the end. I don't see the Pacers. I, the Nets will start to move up. Once they play more games, because if you know they just got Harden, Kyrie's been out with personal issues, and he was uh, failed COVID protocols. I saw what you did, Peyton. Um, Air quotes. But I don't yeah. see there's, no, there's really no other team in the East that's a contender at this point. Um, but it, we're gonna talk about the West too. Yeah, go for it. Oh, talk about the West. Uh, I think the Lakers are definitely the they're gonna go back to back and win the West again. Um, right at this point. You know, the Suns are the fourth best team. It's just too early in the season to really, you know, break down these teams that well because a lot of these teams are a half game behind each other. Yeah, it's, it's, I think, too early to tell still at this point. But with all these big trades, you know, happening, you can't help but speculate. Peyton, what do you think of the current situation? Are the 76ers legit, do you think? Uh, I, I think the 76ers are probably better than we expected i don't know if they'll really finish it's hard for me to imagine they'll finish on the top of the east by the end of the season hmm. uh it's i think that the big three in brooklyn's going to wind up taking over here eventually it's hard for me to imagine that group of talent doesn't play a lot better than they are right now uh in the west uh 
not falling for what the Clippers are doing right now, <laughs> not falling falling for Pandemic P. Yeah, I was going to say you're still not, Pandemic P. Yeah, that's I, I, they're they're still very fraudulent to me. Uh, definitely agree with Kenny that the Lakers are going to go back to back. So looking at the East, you know, me wearing my Patriots sweats, my Red Sox shirt, and my Boston Celtics keychain. I'm looking at the Celtics, looking at eight and five. They haven't played with their full roster in about a week and a half now. They were firmly at the top, and then they had the COVID outbreak in their lineup. So we're talking about, you know, the Sixers getting their players back, the Nets getting their players back. We're looking at the Celtics. They're missing Tatum. Kemba's just coming back from in- from injury. What I'm really seeing in the East, I'm, gonna th- I'm thinking it's a battle between Really, I think Brooklyn and Boston this year for the top spot. I don't, from what I've seen from the Bucks, I think they're a very solid team. I don't think that they're the top team this year, at least in the regular season so far. They're playing. Who knows how they'll change around partway through the year? But looking at the West, I do think the West is very solid, especially in the top four. And it's currently like, especially the top teams that are the top four right now. Um, the one thing I'm going to find interesting with who wins the win the conference is who finishes first. Honestly. Because, you know, I think whoever gets the four is going to get tired out in the first round by the five, and then they'll go play the Lakers. And then the two and three are going to have to play each other, and they'll tire each other out to play the Lakers, which is kind of like what we saw last year in the bubble for the Lakers. So, I mean, if the Lakers stay at one, that'll happen. But I think that'll happen for most any team that's the one. I, I'm really looking to see if the ones, whoever the one seed is at the end of the season for the West to win the entire West. No matter who it is? Yeah, if it's the top, if it's between really the Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Jazz, I would be comfortable with any of them in that statement. Wow, even the Suns? You buy into the Suns? I'm buying. I am buying into the Suns majorly. It's not a bad buy. Not a bad buy. The other thing you have to consider this season too is obviously there's the the whole play in into the playoffs type thing. So you've got those seven versus ten, eight versus nine matchups. So those teams kind of on the bubble like we saw last year, you know, are are able to to maybe sneak into the playoffs. But we certainly We'll see. Kenny, on the playoff subject with the Rockets, are they going to lose their playoff streak? It's back to 2013, longest active streak in the NBA. Um, I think it's pretty well known at this point that the Rockets aren't really contending for the playoffs. They are 4-9 at the moment. They are the 14th team in the West. We know that 8 get in. Um, I don't really see this. I see the streak ending. This is the first. This is the only year that they hold the streak because they made the playoffs last year and the Spurs didn't. And the Spurs had the longest active playoff streak. Um, once the Rockets, if they don't make the playoffs this year, it will go to the Portland Trailblazers. Because oh, really? they have been in the playoffs oh. since 2014. Yeah, Dame has been consistent up there in Portland. Good for Dame. I believe the Raptors are right behind Portland, too. It's, it's yeah, Portland, Toronto. The Rockets are just contending to prevent the Thunder from getting their pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tanking. As we, it's, more oft, it's more common, I think to see then or easy to see i guess in the nba because there's so many more games but yeah we certainly will see where all the nba teams finish luke did you say the celtics and the nets were the two contenders in the east i say my talk i don't just keep in mind i don't think the bucks are a very bad team i think they're a very good team just from what i've seen this year and how teams are building around the bucks i think it's gonna be harder for them to get the one seed in the east personally that's my personal opinion i think the the bucks i think the bucks are in that upper echelon i just don't think they'll be able to get the one seed that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. There's also teams in the East that have kind of been un- underperforming, particularly the Heat, and even some overperforming like the Knicks. So we'll see, you know, how that kind of shakes out as the season goes on. But uh, guys, any last any last NBA discussion before we 
Can you no. get to a quick break? Just trolled Mr. Oxlong Sports on Twitter. Did you? Had to make sure he knew what was up. <laughs> All right. We'll see if the Rockets can hold on to their playoff streak and what happens in the rest of the NBA. We're going to send it to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk MLB. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. You love them enough to do anything for them. Mom, I need to be wiped. Coming. Including checking NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. What are you doing on this deserted road? Some guys from school drove out here and we're going to start fooling around with drugs. When I told them all drugs do is mess up your head and get you in a lot of trouble, they kicked me out of the van and drove off. You're right not to get involved in the drug scene. Nobody with any sense wants any part of it. How do I get home? That's no problem at all. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule, KCOU 88.1 FM. And unfortunately, we we had this theme kind of last semester a lot where we had to start out, particularly our baseball section, a lot with a with a, a passing of a, of a legend in baseball. I felt like we did that a lot last year. We did. And, it was uh, probably like six weeks. Yeah, we, it was First, a bunch like, in a row. First, like, four weeks for sure. Yeah, we it did was it. the same thing, starting... We are saddened to announce. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're doing it once again with, uh, with Hank Aaron, a true legend, passed away... Um, today and you know obviously can't speak on you know entirely what he did for the game you know but Kenny Payton either you guys want to you know just summarize his career a little bit summarize his impact on baseball um it was definitely like a shocking like to read that read a tweet that said you know let legendary Atlanta Brave Milwaukee Brave Hank Aaron has passed away at the age of 86 um you know we, we didn't live in that time to watch Hank Aaron play, but it's almost like, you know, our parents, you know, and their parents watched Hank Aaron, you know? Yeah. He's the true batting champion. He's probably the second, you know, most important person in baseball history and, you know, arguably the first. And 25-time All-Star World Series champion, one-time MVP, you know, the list goes on and on. He has an award named after him, and it's just a saddening thing to know that there's just more legends gone. And, you know, last year was even worse. But now this is the third MLB Hall of Famer to die. This year? This, this year, and it's only January. You know, we had um, Lasorda and uh, Sutton. Don Sutton. Don Sutton passed away. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Last year in particular has just been absolutely brutal for baseball legends, in terms of baseball legends dying. Just... Two, like, so many of them have died just since, uh, I mean, we started the show in August. We've had to, like, 
have six or seven different times where we open a segment like talking about a baseball legend that passed away uh, to the point where I can't even remember all of the ones mm-hmm. we've talked yeah, about. It's been that many. It. Yeah. But Hank Aaron, uh, true home run king, uh, only person to really do it without any outside substances. Uh, absolute legend. Uh, Dusty Baker's best friend. Uh, that's probably something Kenny could have touched on. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really sad to see Hank Aaron, who is, it, like, maybe, would you say, I, he's top five all time yeah. in baseball, yeah, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I, that's a top five player of all time that passed away. Pretty sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, great, great words from both of you guys, and yeah, our our best wishes to to his family, and it was definitely sad to see for the game of baseball. Can, oh, Luke, you got something? I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as you guys, you guys know, I kind of grew up with baseball a little bit differently. I saw it from a different different side, so I'm not necessarily one of the guys that necessarily associates just like my childhood and stuff like that. Where when I think of baseball, when I think of the greatest of all time. I'm not necessarily just going to say the people that I grew up with. When I think of baseball, one of the first names that I would ever think of is Hank Aaron. And a lot of people don't do that. And I think a lot of people, if they don't know what his numbers are, if they don't know anything about his career, it's someone that you're never – it's a once-in-a-generation player. He's someone that you cannot understate, understate how good he was at baseball and how great he was for the sport. And, you know, having him gone, that's just, it's one of the figureheads. It's like the, it's like saying, you know, when Michael Jordan, the day that Michael Jordan dies, that's kind of what Hank Aaron is right now. Because he was the greatest for the longest time. Absolutely. Good words from all you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, one last thing. Oh, go ahead. Um, I forgot to mention this, but about Dusty Baker, the manager for the Astros. Um, he said earlier today that Hank Aaron was like the second second closest you know person in his life, and the first was his mm-hmm. dad, who meant like everything to him. So Hank Aaron was his teammate, his mentor, and Hank Aaron was the first person to reach out to him when he got his first win as the Astros manager last year. Wow, I didn't I did not know that. That's yeah, awesome story. Well, thank you guys. Great words from all of you. We are gonna look ahead now to some trades. Some, uh, some moves that teams in the offseason the MLB have made. We're going to start in Toronto. On Tuesday, big news for Blue Jays fans. George Springer and Kirby Yates to the Blue Jays. Who wants to, who wants to talk on it first? It's a, bit, it's a big trade. All-star caliber uh, players. It wasn't a trade. But yeah. You take it. Was it a, what? It was a signing. Wow, I, can't, I can't read. My bad. Uh, George, uh, the signings yeah, George Springer, what was it? Six for 150. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, George Springer and Kirby Yates both went to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays are a team that that are absolutely on the rise right now. Uh, they everyone kind of knew they were going to be super aggressive uh, coming into free agency. They were always kind of one of the favorites along with the Mets for Springer, uh, and they got probably the best leadoff man in baseball uh, in George Springer. And Kirby Yates didn't pitch well last year. Didn't pitch hardly at all. But when he's been healthy, he's been one of the best closers in baseball. So I was a big fan of both of those signings for them. Uh, they both make a lot of sense. And I think the Blue Jays are really going to be the team to watch next year. Um, yeah, I definitely have to agree. You know, coming from Houston, uh, you know, most of my life, like all I've seen is George Springer, George Springer, George Springer, George Springer. And to see that he's not, he's no longer in an Astros uniform, he's now a 
up north. It's a little weird. It doesn't feel right, but he's you know, one of the best leadoff hitters in all of baseball. He's second-best center fielder in all of baseball behind Mike Trout. And, you know, coming into the offseason, I knew that he wasn't going to re-sign with Houston. It was obvious. They didn't have the money. He wasn't really that interested in staying. He wants to be closer to Connecticut. And, you know, the issues circling the Mets recently and their GM, you know, kind of signaled to that he was probably not going to sign there if they, they don't even have a GM now. Um, but other than that, it's a great signing. You know, he's, he might finish his career there. You know, he might, re, he might extend. He might re-sign later. But this was, you know, it's going to be the end of his prime is going to be in Toronto. And uh, the one thing I have to say about Kirby Yates is that he wasn't really a huge name coming into the um, off season. He only pitched six games in 2020 for San Diego. But in 2019, he led all of baseball in saves. He had a 1.19 ERA through 60 games. And, you know, he might not be the – oh, he actually is. He's a strikeout pitcher. Like, he's mm-hmm. crazy good. And I, if they somehow sign Brad Hand as well, the Blue Jays are the front runners for the AL East. It's a hot take. Is that a hot take? I would say it is. That is not a hot take. Yes, they, it they, is. Well, they do. They need. They need starting pitching. I will say that. Mm, they have the defending AL champs and the Yankees, who have done a lot in that division. Yeah, and uh, you know my team that stinks in that division too. So I don't. I don't. Care I, don't about the rest. I do not Red like. Sauce. I don't like these moves for my team. I think, you know, good, good, good for Toronto. Good moves. I think. Um, I. I would be hesitant to put them at the at the top of the East at the moment. I would definitely say they need starting pitching. Um, Yankees still, I think, have a little bit of an edge over them. But Toronto really making moves for a team that's been kind of down recently. All right. Well, we'll see if you know that Toronto hype can buy. Can you got something else? Uh, last thing, I do not think the Rays are contenders this year, Peyton. Even though they're the defending. It's hard for me to agree with that. How? Uh, because they're the Rays. They have the best development of any team in baseball. They yeah, but get... you lost a Cy Young pitcher so? along with a strong third rele- or third starter. I do not think that they're going to be contenders this year. We'll see. 85-win team. We'll see. I hope you're right. Their pitchers but... need to make six innings paid in, and some of their pitchers, I guarantee you, will not. We'll see. Tyler Glass now has pink hands, and he's not good. <laughs> You remember that when we saw yes. Tyler Glass not having pink hands, we were mm-hmm. confused. Yes, I remember. All right. Well, uh, we'll see if don't the... see how that impacts his pitching ability, but he's cheating. He's not cheating. <laughs> he's cheating. The seams blend in with the hands. This is baseball. Sure. They do cheat a lot in baseball. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Kenny, I'm going to swing it back to you again because I want you to talk about Brantley and Castro returning. Going back? Okay, this, yeah, this is very interesting. Are they both back? They're both back. They're both um, back. Michael Brantley was signed by the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays for 30 minutes yeah. the other day, and it's hard to understand that reporters keep getting this wrong. Right? Ken Rosenthal has you know, accidentally reported the wrong things like three times. He said that Brad Hand was going to the Mets. Brad Hand is currently still a free agent. Uh, Michael Brantley played for the Astros for two years. Uh, 2019, he was an all-star. 2020, he was batting 300 and an OPS over 800. And he's he's a great defense. Or he's a great offensive player, very diligent hitter. He plays left field well. He's aging like immensely, and his knees are getting worse. Um, he's had injuries in the past. He will be a good you know two-year signing. I don't think he'll sign with the Astros after that. He'll start signing really small deals because he will have to be a DH for the rest of his career. Um, another interesting thing is that Jason Castro, who is a former Astro, 
who hasn't played for them since 2016, is now the backup catcher for Houston. Um, you don't think he'll start? No, he's not starting. Over Martin Maldonado. You're wrong. You do not. You you actually think that? Are you, you just trying to think, get me going? You're just trying to get me going. <laughs> you think Martin Maldonado is really like got the job locked up? Yes, he does. Martin, Martin Maldonado is going to start clicked. over 80, 80 games. Why shouldn't he start, Payton? Because Martin Maldonado isn't good. Why Jason not? Castro is not better than Martin Maldonado. Neither one of them are any good. Yeah, I've watched them both on the Angels. Jason Castro is not better than Martin Maldonado. And don't go. You're you just gonna go look up hitting stats, he's, he's, and you yeah, can compare this that stats. Maldonado yeah. is better. And I, that's it. You know, you're done. Um, the former All Star in 2013 stats. with the Astros. You know, he was uh, let go in 2016. Um, it's good to have him back. One interesting fact that a lot of people haven't pointed out yet is now Jason Castro cannot wear number 15. That was the number he wore with the Astros because Martin Maldonado wears it. Interesting. He also couldn't play every day for the Angels last year, and the Angels were awful. Just because Martin Maldonado played every game for the Astros does not mean he's any good. Dude's not, an old I'm not, man. I'm he not saying hit. he's. I'm not saying he's a great catcher. He's a great defensive catcher, and he is better than Jason Castro. You assuming that? I'm not assuming. You're you knowing quote knowing. That okay, Martin Maldonado. Let's just let's make a bet on air plant. right now. Oh, I'll write this down. We are having. Well, there's a Raisin Canes that's going to be in Columbia soon. We don't know when. He already owe owes you, me a box combo. I owe you a combo. box combo. If Jason Castro starts game one for the Astros on opening day, I owe you two box combos. Who's if, starting? If Jason Castro starts. If okay, Martin Maldonado starts. Opening day, who's going to be the opening day starter? Like the pitcher? Probably Fromber or Granky. It's probably going to be Granky. Hmm. You'll bet. I don't want to bet on that. I want to bet on. No, we're betting on this because you think he's over better. The year. You want to go starts over the year? Yes. Okay. So you're saying I think Castro will have will have more starts? Majority, just say majority. Yeah, I'll I'll say he has more. You'll say he has more? Yes. Okay. Shake so my if, hand. Wait. So if Castro wait, no, has bump it, bump it, because COVID, because COVID. If Castro has more starts, eighty-two or more. Eighty-two or more. If Castro has eighty-two, 82 or more, just assuming put eighty-two plus. It, assuming that we have one hundred and sixty-two games season. That means Kenny owes Peyton a, a box combo canes. Right. Yes. Or is the other way no, around? You, okay. we're, no, you. We're, we're betting two. We're betting two. No, we're not betting yes, we two. Are. We're betting one. <laughs> okay, so then if, no, okay, if I get, if Martin Maldonado start or has the most starts, then I don't owe you one and you owe me one. No. <laughs> so we're just going to owe each other one. Yes. You know, you realize that cancels out. Okay, then we just will never go to Raising Cane's. Oh, that is about, ridiculous. I don't know about all that. I don't know about this. Okay, about fine. That. We just won't owe no, each other one. Double or nothing. We'll each owe each other. Double no, one. I'm not doing double or nothing. I'm keeping my. You are a wuss. Keeping my box You are a Cubs fan, secure. and it is like keeping showing. my assets safe. Huh? Do the Rays making the playoffs? Rays making the playoffs. That's our second okay. bet. All right. I'll bet the Rays make the playoffs. On or an wait, expanded wait, playoff, wait, wait, or wait. yes? Because that's so only if there's an expanded playoff. Yes. So if there isn't an expanded playoff with this bet's gone. Sure. It's fine. Okay, that's fine. All right. I'll take that. They're they're written down. They're set in stone. We're revisiting this in well, it would be I guess October so wait, for the Rays one. So but. if the Rays make it on an expanded playoff, you he owes you one a, more. You'll owe me a third yeah. box combo. If assuming Jason Castro starts more. When Jason Castro starts more. Okay. All right. Smell ya. All right. I'm gonna go to the, the last point for this segment, which is the Mets. The Mets need a new GM. Why? Who? Whom? 
I mean, we know Where why. Where come from? We know why. Uh, do we need it? I don't think we need to explain why. So. Yeah, there's no reason to explain why the Mets need a new GM. But um, they need a new GM. If you don't know, Jack, I'll tell you after. Uh, but the, um, Jared Porter. Porter is not a great person, and I don't think we should really talk about what he did on there. I don't think it's we're allowed to. He was down cataclysmically bad. Yeah, So, Oof. but my, my number one person for the Mets GM right now is Jeff Luno, <laughs> former Astros mastermind. When he brought up Jordan Alvarez, you know what he tweeted? A picture of the Death Star blowing that's up a planet. That's right. Yes, I do remember. So that's that. my that's my front runner. We actually skipped something though. We did. JT Real Muto and Brad Hand. Should we just say where we think where they're going? Yeah, real, sure. Just real okay, quick. JT Real Muto to the Braves. Brad Hand to the Astros. JT Real Muto back to the Phillies. Brad Hand to Minnesota. Baseball team and another baseball team. Who do you think the Mets should hire at GM, though, Peyton? I don't know nearly enough about front say office Jeff candidates. Luna. I'll say Jeff Lunell because it makes sense. You know he's trying to buy He's trying to buy a soccer team yes, and run it this. analytically? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Nerd. <laughs> Dork. Geek. Uh, won him a World Series. It's uh, not the same. It did. It's different, different sports. The banners ain't getting pulled down. Analytics in soccer is a... Is a a fishy, a fishy area. You can analytics in most sports are yeah, sometimes just questionable. But we'll see. We'll see who the Mets hire. Yeah, at Billy Bean. <laughs> How many World Series does Billy Bean even have? Zero. Isn't it zero. Yeah. Exactly. Because it wasn't this whole thing. He Dang. just turned the team around. <laughs> who has their phone on? You're such a loser, Dad. That's what Billy Bean's daughter yep. said to him. That Ouch. is true. Oh, actually, I learned that that movie is not a hundred percent correct. Well, yeah. Why? Uh, Luke Stad told me when I interviewed him. Oh yeah, wait. We got. You mean, you mean my about. client? Gosh. Shout out. He is my client. Shout out the goat, Mike Magnanti. Give me, give me a signed card, of his own. Yeah. It was very nice. Kenny has one too. Kenny does have one too. But uh, yeah. Peyton, on the other hand, does not. Does I not. do not. But that'll probably round it up for a little bit of baseball. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna give an updated, you know, stance or I guess status of our. NFL predictions for the playoffs and, and preview Champ Week a little bit. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Unwritten Rule, KCOU 88.1 FM. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out.
And we're back. And it is time for the return of everyone's favorite segment in any radio show in radio show history. It's the Fraud Rankings Playoff Edition. Kenny, the divisional round has come and gone. Who sit at the top of your fraud rankings? Why are they there? I know you have reasoning written out this time. You've come prepared. Yes, I've come prepared. Uh, one, one thing before we, we do this... Um, Luke Magnanti, who was our special guest today, his father is Mike Magnanti, who used to pitch the Royals, the Astros, the Angels, and the Oakland A's, and he was on the Moneyball team in 2002. That is why he knows that it is not actually correct 100%. Thank you for doing that with me, Luke. Um, coming in third place of my divisional fraud rankings are the Browns and the Rams. I had to put a third-place team in, and both of them, you know, we didn't really expect them to win. I don't think... Definitely would have just given it to the Rams. Yeah, I was just going to give it to anyone. Um, the Rams were Rams were a little bit beat up. Um, yeah. The Browns, you know, as much as we wanted to see them, you know, keep going, you know, no one expected them to really compete that well with the Chiefs. And in the end, it's what it is, and we're moving on. Number two. Number two. Coming in at number two, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. Oh. Close number one. Close number one. Because they don't have a quarterback. 14 for 24, 160 yards and a pick six. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. What? And Lamar's playoffs, they've averaged like 13 points per game. Lamar's playoffs, they've averaged about 13 points per game. He's read it like three times. Come on, man. You will glorify Jamal Charles in that backfield. Jamal Charles QB. Jamal Charles QB. Only three points. And Justin Tucker was awful. The greatest kicker of all time. That's true. He missed, he missed three kicks, Sheesh. right? Was it three Sheesh. or two? That's crazy. All right. Sheesh. Number one. Sheesh. That's gross, man. Number one. Gross. Coming in at number one Rex. is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Oh, sad. Enough said. Blech. This is the last year of the Saints in the playoffs. They will not be winning the South next year. I'm sorry to tell all my Saints fans that. Another year, another wasted, talented locker room. Thank you, Luke. Unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I misspelled it. Um, I was typing this fast this morning. Um, you know, we had the Minneapolis Miracle, the Rams P.I., Rudolph pushed off. That's in quote marks. Excuses every year. Excuses! You, go, you, got, you guys want to call this guy the GOAT? Four straight playoffs that he should have made the, the Super Bowl and didn't. Four. It's fair. It's ridiculous. He did not win. And he and went no. out losing to Tom Brady, who he dominated two games during the regular season. That's the, the end to my mm-hmm. divisional fraud rankings. All righty. Great, great job. Another week, another segment. another great segment. Uh, we're going to dive right in to predictions. Before we do our predictions for the uh, championship games, uh, we have a three-way tie, gentlemen. Uh, Kenny, and Peyton, Powell. and myself are all 6-4. and four. Kenny went 4-0 and oh in the uh, divisional rankings. I went 2-2, two and two, Peyton went 3-1. and one. They all did, or Kenny Peyton, I guess, did very, very well. I kind of struggled, especially with me going back on my Buffalo prediction against the Ravens. That was yeah, a, tell them what happened. That was a poor choice. I predicted on Twitter that the Bills would win and then came back and said the Ravens would win on air. Oh, it was the it was a disgrace. Disgrace. I am now seen as a... I Luke is know. making faces at you. I'm what seen as an joke. outcast. Luke is, seen, Luke is making faces at me. But that's beside the point. I'm going to bounce back this week. We're all 6-4. and four. I am ranked first because I went 4-0 last Kenny week. Kenny is ranked first because he has had the better round. I am in second. I don't really We're know why, actually. We're all tied. No, yeah. I put Peyton in last because Peyton's last. Oh, okay. Of course <laughs> you did. It. All right. Well, the first championship game, we're going to do the AFC Flex first. All that. Ooh, it's man, the second game of the day. 
but it's the it's the first one we're doing. And the the big news, obviously, you have to know, Patrick Mahomes today was cleared to play in this game. Yeah. So he will be lacing up against the Bills. So think about that in your predictions. We always have our guests go first. Luke, who is winning this football game? Uh, I was hoping I would wait till after Kenny goes and say, "quote My best friend Kenny." Uh, you can, you can wait me. if you want. No, 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 no. I'll okay. go because I I think my takes might be the same as I don't know. At least for this game, it might, it might be. I don't know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is playing equals Chiefs W point blank. I think the Bills are a very good football team, but the Bills are going to give the ball to him too many times because they like to play fast. Peyton. Ah, oh, man. I really – I've never hoped to be more wrong about a pick. I'm picking Kansas City. I hope – Buffalo wins so bad. Oh, man. I really want to be wrong about this. But, yeah. Patrick Kenny, Mahomes oh, is playing. Yeah. Kenny? Um, the last game was pretty close. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes went down in the third quarter. And who took over? Chad Henney. There Chad. we go. Chad Henney. And Chad Henney took over. Anything and, is possible. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to be weird. Anything I'm going to be weird. I'm going to get weird on air. I'm going to get weird. Give me the bills. Let's oh. do it. Let's go for it. I'm sick of Kansas City fans. If they win. They just started becoming fans. If they, I agree if the with Bills you. It is win, new. If the Bills win, can you jump through a table? I will. All right. On no, fire. On fire. Oh, wow. With sharks surrounding it. No, uh, you Piranhas. <laughs> you on my ears as earrings. I'm gonna, we got a platform. Luke's got me. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll get that on. We'll get that in the end. That'll blow up. Uh, I am also going to side with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the game being an arrowhead makes a big difference. Uh, those fans, you know, first of all, they're allowing more of them, so the atmosphere is, is always pretty pretty good in arrowhead. And Mahomes is playing, you know, that to, as Peyton said, is the Chiefs' dub. Enough said. Game number two. The one non-number one seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bills are a two seed. They're not a one. No, they're not one or two, I said. Oh, I just heard not no, number didn't. one. No, you said not one. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. The we'll, archives we'll won't lie to me. Dang it. Okay, whatever. The not one or two seed. The only not one or two seed. I think Peyton is just joshing uh, me. But French vanilla, Rocky Road, oh, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. <laughs> Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. I'm still Chaka going. Chaka laka, chaka laka, chaka laka, Sprinkles. Luke. That was our Kai Braddock segment because we sing that song. Yes. Because it's NFL season. Yes. It's and true. Kai likes the NFL. We're covering all the requests. Oh, boy. So, yeah, uh, I just want to say, Kenny, with that Bills pick, you might look like a genius if you get this right in your overall standings. He's I know, not. He, I know it's a troll the, pick. Okay. Yeah, he's but trolling. if he's right. Stop typing bucks and six, Nolton. <laughs> you didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals last Doesn't year. Doesn't matter. Uh, for me, and you know, it's even the Tampa Bay Bucks playing, not the Milwaukee Bucks. And they're not, are you thinking they're going to double overtime? Like, no. I've got, oh, stop barking at me and you're <laughs> no, Google Duck. Make a pick. The Packers. Go, Pack, go. I just, yeah, Packers. Kenny? Ah. Um, I really want the Bucks to win. I love Tom Brady, he's my favorite player of all time. <laughs> He is. <laughs> he is. I have a, oh, Mr. Ray Troy, Prime Meadows, Layoff Leftwich would like to have a word with you. <laughs> Why? What did he say? Oh, he didn't say oh, anything. anything. You're He's just, just going to hear that. And... Yeah. Well, I said at the beginning of the year I didn't think this team would pan out, and I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. They are a wild card team. You don't, do you get a banner for for this? No. For being we, a five seat? This isn't our studio. No. For the Buccaneers. 
What is your issue? I was so confused when he said that. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be wrong. I'm taking the Buccaneers because I want the Buccaneers to be the first team to win a Super Bowl in their own stadium. That would be cool. Once again, I am just really hoping that I'm wrong about my Super Bowl matchup altogether. I'm picking the Packers. I think they win pretty handily this time. Uh, Their last matchup feels a bit fluky to me. Uh, Tom Brady, not really going to give him credit for winning the geriatric bowl last Sunday. So, whatever. <laughs> Go Bucks! Troll buddy. pick. What'd you say? Troll pick. Go it's not a troll Go pick. Bucks, I'm picking the Packers. The pick the better team. All right. Uh, I am also going to pick the Packers. Tom Brady has moved to Florida. He doesn't remember what playing in the cold is like. His arms are going to freeze, and uh, he's going to throw three interceptions and lose. Go Pack Go. Uh, to build on Kenny's point, not only would they be the first team that Kenny wants to win in their home stadium, uh, it'd be the first team to appear in their home stadium in a Super Bowl. That's true. That is also true. I have three, 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 three quick sports announcements. Okay. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, who's a free agent, he played for the Los Kiki. Angeles Dodgers, is close to signing with the Boston Red Sox, former Houston Astro Kiki Hernandez. Here is That's a really weird one. Josh McCown was interviewed for the head coaching job of the Texans today. Whoa. He is currently <laughs> on the Texans roster. As your kid yeah, quarterback. That is yeah. Backup quarterback. Third string. Third string, yeah. yeah but Okay, crazy. and then my last one was that Michael Porter Jr. is finally active. Former, former Mizzou basketball player. A true son. That's true. A true son. He has been out since December 29th. Oof. Well, a speedy recovery. Well, God, here's back, I guess. Not a speedy recovery. He made his recovery mm-hmm. already. Well, hopefully he'll ball out. But uh, thank you for the, the breaking news on the show. That's what, we're, that's what we're about here, Kenny. Good job. And Peyton will be wrong. And Peyton will <laughs> be wrong. <laughs> wrong Kenny is the picks. only one that I'm the only person with different picks. With that from picks. So it's yeah, going to be a really... A troll. Look at you, you're doing a troll dance. Your little troll it's gonna, ritual dance. It's going to be really interesting yeah, to but, see. But if Kenny gets them both right, you realize you two both That's true. lose. That's true. That's fine. I hope Kenny's right because it'll but be Kenny, a much if better If you Super get both Bowl. wrong, you're screwed. I will say, oh, yeah. can you imagine I'm, uh, if, Bills fans, if Bills fans finally make the Super Bowl in their first year crazy. without Brady and they're facing Brady in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that, that would just and be... Brady beats them? Yeah. Uh, I would they never... went four straight years in the 90s without a Super Bowl. That's true. This would ruin Shout them. out Jim Kelly. Yeah. Okay, before we go, um, I'm going to start this new segment where I tell you to watch a movie this weekend. And Ooh, my movie okay. is Onward. It is a Disney Pixar film from 2020. It's an hour and 42 minutes long. Oh, yeah, you can stream it on it. Disney+. Plus. There's not trolls in it. There are trolls in the no, movie. No, it is a great movie, no, a great family trolls. movie. If you're out there, watch this with your family. All right. Well, that'll, that'll about do it. We will see you guys next week. Luke, any final words from you as the special guest? These are trolls. Hang on. Luke, go ahead. Yeah, I do think there are trolls in it, but... The uh, main characters are trolls. They're, they're elves. They're elves. Oh, no, no, no. But I do, I, the main characters are trolls. elves. They are different. But I, don't, but I do think there are trolls in it. Peyton, um, it's not a documentary about you. We'll, we'll make that one day. Yeah, it's about... <laughs> Kenny recommended it for a reason. The one, He stars. The one thing that I can say for everyone listening, tweet at Peyton. Don't. I don't want any of your tweets. And don't. flame him. I can, you can ask me this any day of the week, and I will All say right. the same thing. Tweet at Peyton. That's going to do it for us here at the Unwritten Rule. We will see you same time, same place next week, 3 p.m. Don't want to miss it. And uh, take care.